Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and your future planning started yesterday. You need simple, easy strategies to create maximum results. This is The Scotty Show. Time to get your ducks in a row with Scott Leonardi, owner and president of Complete Solutions, Inc. As a certified financial fiduciary with 25 years in the planning industry, Scott helps educate you on how you can make the best decisions for your family and your finances and helps you get your ducks in a row for your incredible future. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. Scott, what's going on, man? Hey, hey, how you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I, I'm excited to get into this conversation with you. What are we talking about today? We're, we're talking about the riveting, riveting concept of life insurance. As a matter of fact, the title is Talk Life Insurance or Have a Root Canal. <laughs> Give me the mask, turn on the gas, right? Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Yeah, well, you yeah, know, I, yeah. I actually like talking about life insurance a little bit. I don't know all, you know, all the different kinds that are out there, but I think it's important. And I've, I've disclaimer, I've purchased some because I'm as a father and a husband, I want to make sure my family's protected. So I, I do have life insurance, but yeah, so I, I think it's a great topic and I think more people need to know about it. Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, I love talking about life insurance also, but you know, again, there's a lot of misconceptions out there to life insurance. Matter of fact, if you Google Lord have mercy, you're going to find people fist fighting over concepts. I mean, yeah. fervent, fervent discussions about which is the best and what's to use and what not to use. So hopefully uh, with this podcast, we can talk about, you know, a, a couple different types mm -hmm. and more importantly, you know, some of the usages for life insurance, because sometimes people think, well, you know, life insurance, if I die, it pays my funeral. And, you know, I signed up for some because it was offered my group plan. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the extent that people think of why they would use life insurance. So hopefully today we're going to talk through some of that stuff and you, they can leave this uh, show today and have a little better understanding of what they should be thinking about. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you brought that up because the first life insurance I ever had was exactly what you said. I got it through work. I thought, well, you know, I'm married and I've got, I had a young baby at the time. We had, my son was one and I was like, yeah, sure. That, that sounds good. You know, it's, it's free kind of, I, I think it was free or whatever. It was included with whatever they took out of my check, I suppose, but I signed up for it. I know it was a very, very, very small amount and exactly what you're saying probably would cover a burial. And that was about it. Do you find that most people do that? Yeah, yeah, quite often, you know, it, it group life insurance is it, it's first of all it's great life insurance because because it's inexpensive. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell people, listen, load up on that group life insurance. If it comes with your, you know, comes with your retire your, you know, your benefits package, you know, add that stuff on, get the extra because usually it's pretty inexpensive. The problem with group life insurance is obviously if you leave the job, you lose it all, you may be able to take it with you a lot of times you cannot. So it's not something you should have as your total plan, but it's kind of a good base. Yeah. And, and yeah. we talked about the use of that. And usually if it's the lowest amount possible, then it's going to cover burial maybe, or most of it. What are some other ways that people can use life insurance? Yeah. Well, you know, we're going to talk about that uh, today in this podcast, but, uh, but I want to kind of do, do a little prerequisite to begin with. Like, like I said, you're going to find people, planners out there have really different opinions on life insurance. And again, you, you Google this mm -hmm. and man, people will be fist fighting over the concepts. But today, you know, I wanted to help people understand, listen, understand the concepts, think through why we, you would use it, and then you can have enough education to make up, can I make a pretty good guess? I mean, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
so I mean, people often think to themselves about life insurance as maybe just kind of an ending and, and a kind of a burial use, you know, kind of a final expense type type situation. But you know, there's multiple usages for life insurance. I mean, I mean, for example, you know, income, uh, utilizing life insurance to to take care of a survivor income. And a lot of times, people don't really think about survivor income, right? You know, you're married, you have a spouse. You know, mm -hmm. unfortunately, in today's society, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, I guess, right? <laughs> you know, the guy passes away first, and that leaves mama left, right? Yeah. Yep. And so people sometimes don't think about what's going to happen with the income with mama in the end, right? I mean, uh, social security statistics tell us that when somebody passes away, there's an average of about a 50% reduction mm -hmm. in income coming into a household. Well, the problem with that is, guess what? You know, the electric company doesn't call you and say, hey, we heard your spouse passed away. We're cutting your light bill in half, right? Does that happen? I've never heard of that before. No, that, that, that doesn't happen <laughs> at all, right? A real estate company, you know, the, the Department of Auditor's Office, whoever handles, you know, real estate taxes, right? They don't call you and say, hey, listen, we, we feel bad. We're going to cut your real estate taxes in half. Mm -hmm. That just doesn't happen, right? So, so you could experience up to a 50%, you know, reduction in income, sometimes more, sometimes less, but your expenses aren't cut by that that much. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you got to start figuring out how does mama, how is she going to survive? How is she going to make all this stuff work? So I think survivor income is, is very, very important. Yeah. And, yeah. and that kind of, kind of makes some sense. You know, I always tell people when somebody passes away, they go through what I call an income adjustment period, right? You're trying to figure out, you know, do I downsize? Do I get rid of this? Do I reduce this? Do I go back to work? What do I do? Well, during that income adjustment period, you, you tend to spend a lot of money mm -hmm. uh, trying to figure out where you want to go and what you want to do. I mean, I mean, right? Have you ever had a family member or somebody pass away and it, it creates a bit of a mess, doesn't it? It, it does. And, and I don't think anybody wants their spouse to have to make those decisions in that time, right? I mean, you're already emotional. You've already got so many different things going on. If you've got kids, they're emotional because they lost, they lost a parent. There's just so many things to deal with without having to worry about that. Yeah, you, you better believe it. You better believe it. You know, taxes is, is another is another situation. You know, unfortunately, the taxes, you know, you get taxed when you come into this world and you get taxed going out, right? Mm -hmm. And I think everybody, any person I possibly ask, hey, listen, do you, do you think uh, you're paying enough taxes? You know, they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm paying too much taxes already, right? Yeah. So so taxation is always a potential issue. Now, whether it's an estate tax or built up a big 401k IRA, you know, qualified account, you know, listen, when you pass away, that, that that's a taxable situation. Now, sure, there's some ways to kind of structure it and that kind of stuff. We, we can talk about that a little bit later in, in today's show. But still, some tax dollars are due. So my point is, listen, if, if you're going to have a tax bill, would you rather give more to your uncle in an inheritance or would you rather give it some to your kids? Mm -hmm. and, and, of course, your uncle, I'm meaning who? Uncle Sam. Uh, Uncle Sam, yeah, yeah. Would you? you know, I'm not into. I'm, yeah, I'm not into. Hey, making your kids wealthy. I'm not. I'm not into doing that. But if you can give more money to your family, your church, your charity, wherever your money's going, and less yeah. in taxes, does that make some sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, so, ta so tax issues are are, are are thought processes on on that. You know, you know, legacy. I always ask people. You know, have you thought about a legacy? Have you ever wanted to set up a legacy? And people say, well, you know, what what is a legacy? Well, you know, a legacy is just quite simply something you set up while you're alive. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's going to benefit somebody or some organization after you pass away. Right. So, you know, maybe you maybe you love the Diabetes Association, the foundation or or, or, or the Cancer Society or some church or, or charity or what have you. And you'd like to give them a portion of your estate, you know, to benefit them as a legacy. But you also have to worry about having enough money for your spouse and the kids. Right. So a life insurance policy can be a wonderful, you know, source to use as, as, as a legacy or a gift. 
Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so, so that kind of that kind of works well. And, and of course, you know, in today's society, you know, long-term care, health issues is a, is a pretty big issue. Matter of fact, we're going to do a podcast about long-term care in the near future. But life insurance has some pretty neat concepts where you can utilize part of that life insurance benefit to pay for long-term care or if you had a hmm. heart attack or a stroke, that kind of stuff. So my point is there's multiple strategic reasons to use life insurance. So you don't have to run away from the life insurance guy, right? Yeah. You can have a conversation, right? It makes sense to learn more, right? Yeah. And, and the, the people are listening right now because they want to learn from you. So what would you say is the best life insurance to get? Well, that, that's great. That's great. I know people I say, you know, what's the best life insurance? Well, let me tell you the absolute best life insurance in the world. The best life insurance in the world is the policy that's in force when the Lord comes and takes you. Oh. <laughs> I mean, when yeah. you die, it's, yeah. it's the one that's enforced. That's the best policy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It don't matter if it's a term or permanent or whole life or this life or that. It doesn't matter when you pass away. It, it's the one that pays out. But with that said, there is a there is a plethora of, of different type of life insurances, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today, and, and a boatload of different life insurance companies too, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, every time you turn around, you see some life insurance company out there. I, I call it a buffet. It's a buffet of, concept, buffet of con uh, companies, a buffet of concepts, right? And, you know, I've always taught people over the years to beat the buffet. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. I mentioned I got five kids, right? And I used to always tell the kids, you know, when the kids are young, I, three boys, before those girls came along, three boys, and they eat me out of house and home. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, Lord have mercy. You know, it was amazing what we'd go through. Cereal, crazy. And we'd go through five, six gallons of milk a, a week. Mm -hmm. And it's like, are you guys pouring this down the drain or what's going on, right? <laughs> so I used to love to take them to the buffet. You know, you remember the old, the old buffets? I don't remember what some of them are called, but you know, a lot of Ryan's and a lot of them aren't around anymore. But, you know, you go in the buffet, it's like six ninety nine all you can eat buffet, right? Mm hmm. So we pull in there and I tell the kids, I said, listen, listen, now, now guys, what's the goal? What's the goal? And they would say, beat the buffet, right? <laughs> you know, I want to get, I want, I want, you need to get at least $6.99 out of it, right? We got to get right. our value. The best deal is to get double your value, right? To beat the buffet, beat the buffet. That's it. Yeah, you understand what I'm talking about? You know, this is lunch buffet. and dinner, guys. This lunch is do and this. dinner. <laughs> now, again, that doesn't go with my healthy podcast we'll do in the future here. You yeah. know, you don't know. But, but again, we're trying about get, getting value. As a matter of fact, talking about healthy, healthy, healthy buffets, a quick little story. You know, uh, I was in Vegas, I don't know, about two and a half years ago or something. And, you know, I was wanted to go, I was hearing about this great seafood, all you can eat buffet, right? Mm. And I don't remember what hotel it was at, but they said, oh, you got to go there, you got to go there. And so I said, oh, yeah, I like, I like seafood. I'm going to go try this buffet. So I go to this, go to this hotel, go to the, go to this buffet, and, and first of all, I, I had to pay for it, and I, I was a little sticker shocked. I think it was like sixty-two dollars and fifty cents you know, per person at this. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow! Right? But it was an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. So I said, "What do you got on here?" So we got crab legs and we got a lobster. And I was like, "Okay, you got me sold there. All-you-can-eat lobster, sixty-two yeah. bucks. I'll pony up the bucks. You know, I'm on vacation. This is kind of crazy, right?" So I go in there and sit down because I sit on my table and I'm kind of I've got to wait for my drink to come to go up to the buffet, right? And these people are walking by with these plates and I'm looking at the first guy, and the first he's got this this big glob of potatoes, look like scallop potatoes, right? And a big, I think two rolls, two rolls, right? And I'm thinking, yeah, what, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing, man? You, I, and the next lady walks by. She's got this beautiful salad, beautiful salad, and she sits down. She sits down right next to me. She gives me a smile and she says, "It's a beautiful salad, right?" So I go I go up to the buffet and Lord have mercy, I get the biggest plate I can find. I Load that bad boy up with lobster, yeah. right? And it's already pre you know, they take it out, took it out of the tail for you. So it's already pre ready to go. Load it up on this plate. And the only thing I had on there was a side of butter. <laughs> right? There you go. Yeah. And I walked by and this lady looks at me like I was crazy, but you're at all you can eat seafood buffet, baby. You can eat the potatoes and the bread later, right? Exactly. So beat the buffet. <laughs> yeah. Beat the buffet. Yeah, I've never understood so, that. So, you know, you, no. you and I would be wonderful at a buffet. Yeah, <laughs> that would be yeah, great. Absolutely right. 
Yes. Beat the buffet. Again, watch your cholesterol afterwards, but beat the buffet today. Yeah. So, you know, kind of with that said, you know, you, you asked me about what kind of life insurances, uh, you know, are out there. You know, there's really four major type of life insurances out mm-hmm. there. You know, there's, there's term life insurance, whole life insurance, a concept called universal life insurance, and, and then, of course, a concept of variable, you know, life insurance. And, of course, there's a couple different variations of those last two, but, you know, there's really basically four kind of types of life insurance. Yeah. And, and and I've had term, like we spoke about before, that you know, I had some when I was younger and and when I had kids, I felt the term was the best one for me. And and maybe I'm wrong, but what are your thoughts? I mean, what do you think a term life policy is for, really? Well, you know, I, I think all four of those life insurance concepts are excellent. And mm-hmm. the key is you have to use it for the proper purpose. And that's kind of the key. And this term versus whole life controversy out there is where all this, you know, fervent fire uh, mm-hmm. fighting goes on. But, you know, term life insurance is great. It's great for the specific reason. You know, term is like, you know, the best way to say a term is it's like renting insurance, right? You, you, you rent a house and guess what? You pay your monthly payments every mm-hmm. single month for every single year. And down the road, eight, nine, 10, 12 years later, you decide you don't need to rent that house anymore. You leave. What do you got? Nothing. You got a you got, got a stack of receipts. Got a stack of paid receipts, right? That's it. It's like yep. running insurance. However, it gave you use while you were using it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like term insurance. You know, you're you're paying that premium every month. No cash value is going to be built, but it serves the purpose of being able to take care of that issue of if something happens, there you go. Now, of course, term insurance is 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 typically typically can be some of the least expensive coverages for you, and so again, that's why some people fight and say that's the only thing you should have. You know, you probably heard the concept. You know, it's been out there forever. You know, buy term and invest the difference, right? Have you heard about I've that? I've heard you that know, before. Buy yes. term and invest the difference. It's been around forever and ever and ever. And great concept in theory, you know. But here's the problem: uh, a lot of times people buy term, and what do they not do? They, yeah, they, they're not yeah, disciplined they, enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't they don't invest the difference. So, yeah. and I'm not surely not saying life insurance is, is particularly an investment vehicle per se. But my, my point is, you know, you've got to have both concepts kind of working together. You know, kind of. I remember I was in the restaurant business for years and years up in the Cleveland area. I think I was about 22, and, and this guy came into the restaurant. And he was chit chatting. He's, he's a salesman, insurance guy, and he was talking about insurance and blah 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 blah. And and so I thought I'll, I'll meet with the guy. I mean, I was 22. I didn't have any kids. Wasn't married. That kind of stuff. But I met with a guy. But he was telling me about the I. IUL, you know, putting money into a policy and you got two benefits. One, it built some cash value for the future. And the other benefit is if you die, we got some life insurance. So, mm-hmm. so I thought, you know, that kind of makes sense. And you know, I was young and it was pretty inexpensive. It just kind of makes sense. I, so I, I bought into it, but I was, I was paying 42 bucks a month or 38 bucks a month for whatever, whatever it was. And I had that for about six or seven years. And then I heard that concept buy term and invest the difference. I thought, well, that sounds great. So this, so this guy said, this is what you need to do. So, so guess what I did? I cashed out my IUL policy, <laughs> took the cash, and I bought some term life insurance. But the problem mm. is, guess what? I was at that point, I was like 25, 26. I didn't invest the difference, right? I just didn't invest the difference. Yeah. And so years later, of course, I'm thinking to myself, I wish I'd have kept that policy, right? Because it mm-hmm. would have been a permanent policy that I could have kept my whole entire life and never have to worry about it, 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 it kind of going up. So. Again, you kind of learn you, you kind of learn learn lessons about that stuff. But you know, terms great for short term. You know, you maybe you want to cover your mortgage. Mm-hmm. The terms are great coverage, but you, you got to understand the term call policy is going to end. You know, maybe you're young, you can't afford a lot of life insurance, but you got you got a couple kids, you got a big need, you need more mm-hmm. life insurance, right? So it's a great situation to fill the need for you know the inexpensive coverage. But just know in the future that coverage is going to end. You know, because life insurance, term life insurance is going to be a term period of time, right? It's going to be a 10-year, 20-year, 30-year variety of different policies. But at the end of that period, guess what what happens? 
It's just gone. Yeah. It's going to be gone, right? Because they, they, they say, hey, you can convert it. You can, you can carry it on past that. But the problem is you take a 20-year term out. At the end of that 20-year period of time, guess what? The rates then are based on the attained age. Mm-hmm. What the heck's attained age? The age that you got, the age that you reach. So now all of a sudden that term policy goes astronomically expensive. Mm-hmm. And so people just drop it. Yeah. Right, and then now they're trying to backpedal and trying to find a policy. So again, terms are great if it's used for the right situations. That's the key. All right. So the other one you said was, or another one you said was whole life. So what would you say is whole life for? So you know, so whole life also is, is has has some great purposes. With whole life, you know, you're typically everything's guaranteed. So you're going to be putting money into it. You're typically going to overfund the policy. You're going to overfund the policy, and, and but you never have to worry about it running out of. Uh, premium. You never have to worry about all the numbers are guaranteed. Your death benefit will be guaranteed. If you pay the premium, you follow the rules of the contract, that thing is going to last typically your whole entire life. Mm-hmm. A whole life is generally speaking, some of the most expensive coverage you'll have is whole life. But people sometimes want those guarantees. A lot of times whole life will be used in, uh, you know, uh, in more more aggressive planning, like business usages, you know, buy sell agreement or, you know, where somebody needs to buy a, some, buy somebody out or, or, you know, executive life insurance programs, you know, kind of something like that. And I mentioned earlier, you know, the long-term care life insurance concept, which is a very intriguing concept. You know, you buy the coverage in the event you need long-term care, you got the benefit, you never need it. You pass away, it pays out in a death benefit. Now that's typically funded with whole life because we need to have all the guarantees. So whole life insurance is great. Again, you just got to have to understand kind of how it works. Now, one place whole life insurance does kind of work well is, is when you you have somebody who's, you know, a little into the, or their older ages, maybe they're 60 years old, 65, and, you know, they don't have their burial taken care of. They just need, you know, five, 10, 15,000 extra to cover their funeral expense. Well, a whole life policy is kind of great then because a lot of times term sometimes is not available based on age. And then you don't have to worry about it running out. I mean, the worst thing you want to do is uh, put somebody into a eight thousand dollar burial policy at sixty five, and then that thing runs out in ten years. Mm-hmm. That's not a good thing, right? Yeah, because uh, if you're not passed away, <laughs> you're not collected. Mm-hmm. So you know that kind of helps you understand a little bit more about whole life. Yeah. All right, universal life, right? Yeah. So universal life is kind of another 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 very cool concept. So you know, all life insurances have an element of term in it. Right, because term is just the cost—the cost of the coverage, the cost of of, of what the life insurance actually, mm-hmm. the you know, the, the the real cost of the life insurance. So, universal life insurance policy is just basically—it's kind of a term policy with a savings account kind of wrapped around it. Oh, okay. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. So, what happens is, you know, every single year the life insurance portion—do you think it gets more expensive or less expensive over the years? I would assume more. More, yeah, yeah. So you're getting older, your life insurance yeah. cost factors are higher, right? Mm-hmm. So as that policy is getting more expensive, you're paying a certain set price, a monthly price or what have you for that life insurance policy. The cash value is used to help offset the premium. So as your cost of your insurance is going up, a lot of times if it's done properly, it can keep your premium payment the same for your whole entire life, even knowing that your cost of your, your insurance is going up. Hmm. So it's so, so very, you know universal life is very flexible. It's a very flexible concept. So that's that's excellent. And as a matter of fact, you know universal life has kind of broadened its 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 realm uh, into a concept called indexed universal life, equity indexed type universal life, which has become very very popular. You know this concept allows you to actually 
take that extra premium that you're putting into the policy, and now it's invested in, in an index. Mm -hmm. So now you've got a, a better chance of having a better return. And some of those policies are pretty attractive. I mean, they'll have a 15, 16% annual cap, meaning if that if that index goes up you know, eighteen percent, you know, possibly fourteen or fifteen percent, whatever the cap in the policy is, can be actually credited to your savings vehicle. Wow! So that's kind of a kind of a pretty cool concept. And of course, we don't have time on today's show. I'm going to be doing a podcast in the future talking about tax-free retirement. Right? I mean, taxation in, in today's society is already tough as heck, right? And in yeah. the future, taxation is probably going to go higher, right? I, would I mean, so, pretty yep, good chance. Yep. Yeah, pretty good chance <laughs> tax is going to be higher. So, if you can create a tax-free concept coming into your household at retirement, that could be a good situation. A check that's coming in tax-free. Mm -hmm. It could be nice, right? We like so that. there's a very really cool concept uh, using tax-free retirement using an IUL. As a matter of fact, I, I, I have a book that's called Tax-Free Retirement, and I'd love to mail it out to anybody who wants a copy of it. You can actually go to my website, duckduckplan.com, duckduckplan.com, and there's a book on there called Tax-Free Retirement. Love to send you out a copy. Just go ahead and request that copy, or if you'd like to learn more, you can actually book a 15-minute call with me right, right from my site, and let's talk through let, let's talk through that concept if that's if that's intriguing to you. Yeah. Now, the last one you said, if I remember right, was variable life insurance. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're, you're pretty good here. You must be taking some I'm, notes, right? I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah, you're, you're learning. You're learning. <laughs> so, so a variable concept is kind of similar to the to the universal life concept, but, but a variable just allows us to invest into other areas, stocks, mutual funds, a variety of other different things. So variable you, you typically has the, the ability to earn a better return, but also there's some potential downsides to the variable. If the market's down, all of a sudden you have a downside to that, downside to that possible return. Hmm. So again, it's like a mutual fund similar. I mean, again, if it goes up, uh, you're getting a hold of that value, which is wonderful. But if it goes down, guess what? Your your cash value actually starts to lose value. Yeah. Well, again, in, in the ups and downs of the market, you know, if you're young enough, you can ride that wave long enough. That could be pretty attractive. You know, if we have some years that are not so strong on the upswing, well, now all of a sudden there could be some issues where you have to pony up some more dough, right, to make this policy continue to work. So you got to be really cautious, kind of, kind of with a variable. Make sure it's funded properly. And as a matter of fact, let me just say, I mean, even if you're doing a universal life, you know, an, an equity index, IUL index, universal life, or variable, it's got to be done properly. You know, so many times people have had issues and problems because they haven't funded it properly. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of people having a problem with their policies in the past, right? They just weren't funded properly. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's pretty important to kind of understand that and the cost of the insurances. That's kind of important to understand. You know what costs are involved in the insurances and kind of how they work. Now that doesn't mean you need to be an accountant or go get your insurance license, but you should be able to ask your insurance agent who you're working with to give you an understanding of how the costs work. I mean, you should be knowledgeable about you know kind of what you're purchasing. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, does that kind of make sense? Yeah. I mean, if you shop yeah. for anything, you need to be you know educated on on what you're purchasing for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now. You've already said it a couple different times during this podcast, you know, talking about the different types of life insurance, that it seems like the different types of life insurance fit different needs at different stages of life. So are you saying that the needs for these life insurance is going to change over their lifetime and people need to be shopping every few years to know what fits best? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, stuff changes, right? If one thing we can absolutely count on is uh, change, right? Change yeah. is change is going to happen. So, mm -hmm. yeah, over people's lifetime, their their concept of, and their needs for life insurance can change. Of course, when you're young, you know, you got a couple kids, you know, don't don't have a whole lot of savings, you know, two, you don't have two nickels rubbed together, mm -hmm. right? You need a lot more life insurance, so your needs are a lot higher. So, so that term concept works kind of well in that situation. However, in the future, what I find, you know, being a planner for 26 years. 
I get many people coming into the office. They're looking to purchase life insurance. They've heard of these other usages for life insurance, and they want to buy more life insurance, right? Or they build up a nice size estate. You know, the concept, you know, buy term, invest the difference, and someday in the future you might not need life insurance. Well, we're seeing more and more and more people buy more life insurance because they've built up a big estate. They're going to have more tax mm. issues, right? So the whole concept of thinking through that makes sense. You know, I'm a believer that you can use more than one source of life insurance. I mean, I personally, personally right now, I own term insurance. I own some whole life insurance that's attached to my long-term care coverage. Uh, and I own uh, an IU, a couple IULs, Equity Index Universal Life. So using hmm. multiple policies to get to where you need to go truly, truly makes sense. And then it's a little easier to where you get to the point where maybe you don't need that term anymore. You can end it and still keep the permanent, permanent coverage you have. So absolutely, you know, your needs change you know, over your life. Got it. I don't want to get too morbid, but I do have a question that's kind of been on my mind as we've been talking. Should you have life insurance for your kids? Yeah, yeah, that, that, I'm, glad, yeah I'm glad you kind of brought that up because you know sometimes it, it's hard to get a person to kind of discuss some, that sometimes because yeah. you can't even visual. I mean, I got five beautiful kids, and Lord have mercy, I don't, I don't know what I'd do if I lost a child. I, yeah. you, you just can't imagine. I mean, uh, losing a child, you just can't. So, so sometimes people just don't want to talk about that. But yeah, there's a variety of reasons why children should have life insurance. You know, number one, again, if, if they pass away and they're young children, usually the parents are fairly young, and and when you now all of a sudden they're dealing with that horrific loss, but now you have to think about I need to come up eight with eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars to to you know to bury my child. Where does that money come from? So now it becomes not only a horrible emotional situation, but now you got a huge financial burden on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's gonna kind of have a tough deal to tough 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 deal to work. And then and some people are in a situation, unfortunately, we actually had a, somebody in the agency here that was a kind of referral to us, but never did any business with us. And, and her child passed away and mm -hmm. the funeral was like almost 10 grand. And, and the issue is she didn't have the money and her family couldn't help. So she ended up having to finance a chunk of that. So can you imagine Jeez. how horrible that yeah. is, right? I mean, you can't even imagine the loss of a child, but then every single month you're making a payment, a payment on your child's funeral. So yeah, I mean, just, just for that basic reason, but, but not even just for the basic reason, let's talk about other reasons to have life insurance on children. You know, could, could a child be healthy one time and then in the future develop health issues? Of course. Sure. Yeah. That can happen, right? So a lot of the life insurance policies for children, you can start out with one single amount. And in the future, you can add more coverage on, guaranteed options to add more coverage on with no health questions. Hmm. So that can be very, very attractive. If you want it on or add it on, you, you, you accept the coverage, pay the extra premium and add it on. If you don't, you don't have to. So that's kind of a nice reason to be able to use life insurance. And again, if you learn a little bit more about the tax-free a retirement concept, which I think is a phenomenal concept. I, all, I have an IUL on every one of my children because I believed in the future, you know, let's face it, Social Security is going to change. The ability to make enough income in the future when you retire is going to, all that stuff's going to change, right? Mm -hmm. And it's really going to be counted on how much you've saved. You know, how much you paid off? Did you did you did you manage your bills properly? Are you going into retirement with more money coming in in checks than going out, right? And a lot of people aren't that way. It's just kind of the opposite. So yeah. you really got to understand, you know, how is that flow, you know, going to work, right? Mm. I mean, so just just figuring that out, it, it truly makes sense. So the need for tax-free income in the future for children, I think it's going to be very prevalent. It's going to be about what they save. So, you know, I have those policies specifically on my child. So not because I think my child's going to die, but I bought it because I believe my children are going to live. <laughs> yeah. And I pray every day and my kids are going to live way past me, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I wanted them to benefit from that future potential gain too, so. 
You know, I think one one thing that a lot of us face right now is, is I, I know they've termed it the sandwich generation, right? We've got kids. We've also got parents. My parents have, you know, they have insurance. I have seen a couple of my mom's statements specifically. They're really confusing. It's, it's not oh. easy to understand those. So what, what do we need to be paying attention to on those statements? Yeah, that's 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 another great point point you brought up. You know, way back when, you know, when, when interest rates were crazy high through the roof. You know, back in the you know the Carter days, you know, interest rates were crazy, crazy high. You know, there were people out there selling life insurance, and because interest rates were so high, they were saying, "Hey, we're going to give you whatever three hundred thousand dollars worth of life insurance coverage, or you, you pay two dollars a month, and or you put this thousand bucks in, and it's going to last forever, and it's going to be going to be wonderful." Mm-hmm. Well, guess what happened to those interest rates? Yeah, they, gone, they, right? Yeah, gone, exactly, and we've yeah. never and we've never seen them back again, right? So, so all of a sudden, when you project that out at these high interest rates, everything looks beautiful. When all of a sudden everything comes back to reality, now that cost of insurance is going up every year. Remember, we talked about that. The cost mm-hmm. of insurance goes up every year. It's not making no interest payments, and you're not putting no money into the policy. It's just not working, right? So sometimes people just kind of ignore that, or they think the insurance company is going to call them. But you know, the insurance company is going to call them, but it's when your policy is dying, right? Yeah. When your policy is going to end, right? So yeah, you should look at your statements and kind of understand. But you're right; they are become they are very hard to understand. You know, sometimes I, one of my clients showed me what she goes, "Look at this thing. What is this thing written in Arabic?" I said, "No, it's Hindu." She goes, "Really?" I said, "No, no, no, no." But <laughs> just it's very confusing. Yeah. But 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 here's a kind of a simple, easy tip: when you're looking at your life insurance statement, you know, just visualize a bucket. Right? You got a bucket. Mm-hmm. And what's going into the bucket? Well, what's going into the bucket is premium. So if you're paying premium, we got premium going into the bucket. And if we got a savings account in that in that policy, which means it's an IUL, a whole life, a variable, one of those type of policies, it's got a savings account in there. So if it's got cash value in there, that cash value is also earning what? It's earning interest, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what's going into your bucket? Well, premium's going into your bucket, interest is going into your bucket. Hmm. So that's two wonderful things going into the bucket typically. And maybe there might be a bonus in, in a different policy, you know, a couple of things off, a few other things. But basically, those are the two things going into the bucket. Well, now we got to look at what's going out of the bucket, right? What's yeah. coming out of the bucket? Well, the first thing is COI, that wonderful cost of insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Every year it's getting more expensive, so that cost of insurance is coming out every single month to pay for that life insurance policy. And then, of course, you're also going to have admin charges and, and fees, Every single policy in America and the world has, you know, admin costs and fees. So admin costs and fees are coming out. Cost of insurance is going out. So if you can visualize that bucket, you know, we, if we got premium going in, interest going in, and then the cost of insurance going out and the, uh, you know, the, the fees and admin charges going out, if that bucket's growing every single month, every single year, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. We want it to, we want it to continue to grow. And even if that bucket starts to grow and it builds up money over time, in the future, if we start losing a little bit of that bucket, well, that's kind of okay too, as long as there's enough cash value in there mm-hmm. to make it work. That's the beauty and the flexibility of having a policy that's a permanent type policy that can build the cash value and give you the flexibility. But the problem is if that thing starts losing a lot of money on a yearly basis, you really got to take a look at that because in the future, guess what? If that cost of insurance, is this riveting, Eric, or what? Uh, it is amazing. This is riveting, <laughs> riveting. Woo, riveting. <laughs> so that... <laughs> I, I'm trying to be excited about life insurance, but yeah. but, so, but if that cost of insurance and that is admin charges are coming out and it's a lot more than what's going in, in the future, you're going to have a big fat problem. As a matter of oh, fact, yeah. if we run out of the savings account, so there's a deficit, now that's when you're getting that letter from the insurance company. And it's not, hey, listen, we're giving you an extra bonus. It's like, my goodness gracious, we appreciate you, but you're going to have to start doubling or tripling or quadrupling your premium payment yeah. to keep your life insurance or it's going to end. 
Mm. That's a terrible letter to get, and a lot of people have gotten that letter. You yeah, know? I can't imagine. And, and yeah, so so one of the problems is it's got to be funded properly to begin with. So people should be looking at those statements and just kind of do do the bucket method, right? And if you got a problem with the bucket method, listen, pull, pull up that statement, give me a call. I'll talk through that. Get on my website, book a 15-minute call with me. I'll be happy to kind of look at your statement and kind of talk through that with you just to be sure that it's going in the right direction. You need to have that that potential review on a, on a regular basis, annual basis at least. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we have taken – a lot of your time, Scott. I know that you you produce these for education purposes. We need to wrap up today's podcast. What would you say are the the main points that people need to hear right now? Well, I think the main the main points is become educated, learn about these concepts, learn about these topics because again, mm -hmm. they're so so important. Having the coverage that you need to protect your family is absolutely crucial. You know, look at if you have life insurance, you know, permanent life insurance. Look at the last three years of your statement. Look at the last three years and do the bucket method and see how see what it's looking like to see if it looks like there's a problem or a potential issue. One of the other things that, that I got to tell people to do is review your current beneficiaries. I mean, Lord have mercy. Again, we don't think about this sometimes. We you know we sign up for life insurance at our job, and then 15 years later, we're still at the job, which is great. We still got that life insurance, but guess what? We have a beneficiary on there that maybe isn't even around anymore. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, we had a situation just recently happen in our office where actually a, a guy had worked for a company for about 19 years, had the same life insurance beneficiary on his policy the whole entire time. Well, guess what? He passed away. But unfortunately, he never changed his beneficiary, and his ex-wife, oh, no. ex-wife, was the beneficiary of his policy, not his current wife. Oh boy! So can you imagine that has caused a that a, causes a pretty pretty big fat mess? Yeah, pretty big fat decision. mess. So, yeah, <laughs> tough yeah, discussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a tough discussion. Exactly. Explain that 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 money's going to the ex. Yeah, that, uh, that, that's a tough decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and man, I'm encouraging you meet with a planner, discuss the situation, discuss the usages. Now, I always tell people, listen, sometimes people are so afraid to talk to a planner because they're afraid they're going to be sold. Mm -hmm. Listen, every single person out there can say no, right? Say no, Eric. No. Yeah, I want you thanks. to buy some life insurance. Say no. No, thanks. No, no, that, that's, I want, I really want you to buy some life insurance. No, I'm good. Thank you. No, no, no. Right? <laughs> I mean, everybody out there, say no, no. See, you can say no. So my point is become educated, learn, make a decision. And if you, if, if, if you think no is the answer, then give them a no, but learn about that. Meet with a planner. And yeah. again, if you, if you got somebody you're working with, great. If you don't go to my website, book a call. I mean, check me out, go to the website, duckduckplan.com. You know, book, you can book a time, a 15 minute call. Just give me a call. We can talk through life insurance. We can talk through the bucket or we can set a schedule a zoom call or even a live face-to-face -face call and talk through this concept just to be sure that your family's protected. Because let's what let's face it, that, that your family needs to be protected. Yeah, that's what it's about. Well, Scott, thank you about. so much for your time uh, today. This has been fantastic. I appreciate it very much. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way when Scott comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Complete Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you that it's time to get your ducks in a row. Thank you for listening to The Scotty Show. Remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Live life like it's your job. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Complete Solutions, Inc. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice, tax advice, or legal advice. 
Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.